Charge reports. Most people simply think of one type of report. They just want a charge report, but there's a lot of different types of charge reports. There's obviously summary reports. There's detailed reports. There's even trend line over time charge reports, and they're all different. And most people don't think about how reports are being created, what the criteria is, what records are being pulled, what's included, what the fields are that are included in there. But these things are all really important as well. And even just understanding what those individual fields mean, like what does a particular date mean? What does submit date mean? Does submit date mean first submit? Does it mean last submit? What does that mean? And if you have submit dates for a primary and a secondary, does one overwrite the other when you get the claim submitted again to the secondary? These are all things that are very important to understand if you want to be able to effectively utilize the data that you are generating. And looking at reports by data service for charge versus submit date is also important. And it really depends on your goal what question you want to have answered. If you are looking at a charge report by data service, oftentimes the primary question that people are trying to answer is to do reconciliation, meaning you are trying to compare the patient encounters that you had during a particular period with what got entered into the billing system. Charge reconciliation. We saw a patient, did it get into the system? Oftentimes, the best way to do that is to run a charge report by data service. You know you saw a certain amount of patients, whether those are clinic visits, whether it's surgeries, whatever it might be, on a particular date, and you can reconcile to everything that happened on that date. The submit date is more often than not about cash flow prediction. If you want to know how much revenue you're likely to generate in an upcoming period, a good predictor of that What's highly correlated is the amount of charges that went out the door. And of course, charges submitted correlate, but are not always <laughs> really closely related to the amount of encounters you had. So submit date is really important. Data service is really important. They're very, very different reports. And again, all this comes down to what are you trying to figure out? If you want to look at the cycle time, meaning how fast are claims getting entered in the system or how fast are claims getting out the door? Typically, again, that's charge detail based on submit date. And you can calculate all of those things based off of those fields, but you need to make sure you have the correct fields in that report. So if you want to do cycle time, typically we suggest having the received date. So you have data service, you have received date, which means the date the information was received. So that might be when, when a operative report was put in the system by a physician. It could be when the data came over from a clinical system to a billing system, but you have a received date. Then you have an entered date. That may be the same date, particularly if it's auto-loaded, if there's an interface. Um, but sometimes those things post overnight or it takes some time to reconcile or some other issues. But then you have an entered date. Then you have a first submit date, and then you have subsequent submit dates or last submit date. And we suggest tracking all of those things if you want to look at cycle time. Now, if you want to track something like marketing, <clears throat> and is it working overall, charge reports can be effective in doing that. 
and you can see whether or not the encounters are increasing over time, whether charge dollars are increasing over time. But even if revenue is dropping or staying static, <clears throat> you would want to look at that on an encounter basis rather than on a dollar basis because it's possible that reimbursement is dropping while patient volume is increasing. So being able to roll things up to an encounter level and determine not just number of encounters, but even the number of new patient IDs, medical record numbers, whatever your field name is for that, are those increasing over time and counting the number of new patient IDs? That can be very effective in looking at whether or not your marketing is working. Of course, ideally, you'd want to be able to include referral sources in there, like referring physician or something else, if that's involved in that process, because again, that can actually tie out to your salespeople and other things, but that's another whole discussion. But so that's another completely different use of charge reports. Now, understanding the question that you want to answer in the report is probably the most critical thing that you can do. And really focusing on saying, hey, this is what we're trying to answer, and then identifying what report and then what fields will give you that information, and then having a good feedback loop where you run the analysis, determine it doesn't answer the question way in which you want, add additional fields, run a different report, do joins, whatever it is in order to get the information you need, is very important. And if you run something by submit date, and it hasn't been submitted yet, so if you run a charge detail report based on submit date, and something hasn't yet been submitted, typically it won't show up in that report which means it's just completely missing. And you can't reconcile that, of course, because it's not visible. One always needs to be careful of what is missing from a report that you don't know is missing. So quality control in the form of tying out reports is also really critical for success in revenue cycle management. So that's a little summary of some of the different uses of charge reports and what types of reports and fields you would want in order to be successful in answering those questions.